Hey gang, welcome to 3 Up, 3 Down, the weekly podcast where we tackle three trending baseball topics from the grassroots to the professional ranks. I'm your host, Coach Nick Holmes, from Nanaimo Minor Baseball here in beautiful British Columbia. Please join me and my special guests as we take questions from you, the parents, players, and coaches who are looking to gain an edge by improving your overall knowledge of the game. Enjoy. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. Yeah, go for it. We're, we're rolling. It's time for baseball. You sound a little nasally here. For the listeners out there, I'm just getting over a cold that I'm fairly certain I picked up in Dallas while traveling. Man, I tell you, you just get on those planes and it's just... Airports everything. too are pretty bad. Uh, you start touching all the stuff in the bathrooms and whatnot. Don't yeah, it's so hands. funny too because I'm not really like a germaphobe or have any of that yeah. tendencies so much. I'm, but when I get in airports, I am that way. I'll you do the old hands through here and then elbow on the dryer and kick the door open <laughs> and, down yeah. Yeah. but i i don't do that anywhere else i don't no. it's kind of stupid but yeah i felt it coming on so i'll use a porta potty like nobody's business without <laughs> washing my hands but you exactly. get me to the airport uh-uh. <laughs> exactly. uh-uh exactly i won't even touch the hand sanitizer yeah so you went to the conference that was in dallas is that why you were there yeah yeah it was awesome yeah. i went to the uh american baseball coaches association conference so it's the ABCA for short. It's the largest baseball coaches association in the world. I really? uh, I guess I don't think there's anything bigger than that. There's over sixty five or sixty seven hundred coaches that that come to this thing or members, I should say. Do you have to be a coach to be a member? No, there were a lot of different, I guess, other baseball type people. You know, there of course there are vendors, people that sell to baseball coaches. There were a lot of people involved in organizations, whether it was a volunteer organization or a school operations people, like at the university levels. Mm. So, like you know, ADs and stuff. Yeah, ADs, um, director of ops. I'm glad I went again this year, and I'll continue to go. I mean, just the amount of networking that you can do, and the amount of knowledge you can pick up in the hallways, in between sessions, uh, at the bar or the restaurant after everything's done, and everyone's kind of relaxing and being themselves that's when you get some good networking in as well but about how many speakers do they have this year do you know off the top of your head oh i want to say 30 i do know that there was 350 vendors there which was pretty sweet because i was doing a lot of shopping yeah yeah what was the best thing on the showroom floor that you got that you saw anyway uh, some of the more interesting things well i went there with a game plan I wanted to look into pitching and hitting analysis, uh, okay. you know, programs yeah. like you and I've talked about, whether it was, you know, Blast Motion or, um, you know, some of the other different companies that are out there. Right View Pro is one. Yeah. So I was looking for that. I was also looking into the, the portable batting cages and yeah, yeah. Uh, the inflatable you, ones. These things, the uh, Air Cell. Yeah, Air Cell is a company that does cages and backstops. Now, for you parents and coaches out there that are going to be doing fundraising this year, there is a company called FanFundIt.com, and we'll put this in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But FanFundIt.com is a great company that you can go to and set up a a one-page or two-page website and put your logo on there, picture of your team. And what's great about it is that you can break down exactly what it is that you're asking uh, for from people. So instead of going around and saying, hey, we're 
we're collecting for our team, whether it's the VIU Mariners team or the AA yeah. Pirates. People are always like, well, okay, what do you mean you're collecting for your team? Yeah. Where, where's the money going? Well, it's going to our team. It's not very transparent, right? It's like, yeah. are you guys traveling with it? Are you going to have a pizza party with it? Or what yeah. are you going to do? So this breaks it down and shows you, you can put on there, we need a bucket of baseballs. We need some new helmets. We are going to be traveling. We need some hotel money. So you can be specific about where that money goes, kind of like mm-hmm. a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter. Yeah. And people can go on there and go, oh, okay, I, I want to give 20 bucks towards the ball yeah. uh, fundraiser. I want to give, you know, 100 bucks towards the travel. Yeah. And it just, you know, again, it's a little bit more transparent and makes it easier for people to want to give you money. Yeah. So that's a good thing. One of the issues that comes up with us whenever we do our fundraising, even with the youth side, is a lot of people don't have cash on them or deal exactly. with checks or anything. Does that thing take credit card type thing? Yeah, absolutely. So and they can do it at their useful. leisure. Can you do it on your smartphone? Is there like an app or is it yep. just a website? Well, you can go to it from your uh, well, smartphone. Yeah. 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 I would imagine. I would, they'd be probably uh, stupid if they didn't make it possible for us <laughs> to get on their phone, right? That's where everybody goes. Let's see. What Anything else? else? Like- um, some speakers. There were some great speakers there. Pat Casey was there from Oregon State. He stepped down this year and is going to be retiring. And I caught his speech, was which was really good. Not a bad way to go out with a national championship under your belt. Yeah, he's doing it right. Some great speakers. I can't think of the the names of the people that actually gave the talks right off the top of my head. I probably should have been a little more prepared with this, but it's not as important as the message that's were being delivered, which is a great talk on uh, creating team culture, which I think is a big thing going on uh, in all sports right now. You always hear the, especially the Super Bowl winner, or the yeah. Stanley Cup winners, you know, the the general managers or the people in the office always talk about culture. You know, this is you know, the reason why we did yeah. this and had success is because everybody here has each other's back and all that good stuff. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, another one was on um, team first mindset and how, especially in baseball, a lot of times it's easy to get sucked into the personal accolades yeah. and goals that you're trying to do as a player. You know, get my average up, steal more bases. Yeah do those kinds of things rather than thinking about the team. Yeah. And I know you do as, as coach, we, we try to yeah. every day. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, it's tough to do when you're the only guy in the batter's box. It's tough to realize that it's a team approach, right? Or you're the only guy on the mound with the ball. It's tough to realize it's a team game. It's not like basketball or, ho- or hockey where there's a bunch of other guys on the floor with the air of the ice with you that you can just pass it to. Or yeah. push the blame off. Yeah. On. <laughs> Why yeah. was you in the right spot? Right. Yeah, it doesn't really work in baseball. Yeah, you're right. And well, and, and then in addition to that too is your approach going up to the next at bat or taking that strikeout with you back out onto the field. If you're yeah. thinking about it, I hate to tell you, but you're not being a team player. Yeah. And that's I think a lot of guys struggle with that because and it isn't because they're ego-driven or they're selfish or I think a lot of it has to do because they care about their team so much and they yeah. don't want to fail. Yeah, you know they don't want to be that guy that that blows the game in the last inning because mm-hmm. the ball went between their legs. When you talk to the players, they feel the worst. You yeah, know, they feel for letting their team. Oh god, they so much for- and and that's what I love about this game is that then the other fourteen guys, twenty two guys, whatever, how many's on your roster, it's their job to come up to that guy afterwards and let him know. Yeah. Wasn't your fault, man. No. Just because you made a key mistake at a key yeah. time, Just man. You made we the last one, right? We last, we had our opportunities one. to score and we didn't. They could each point to themselves and say, "Hey, I could have done this better." Mm-hmm. You can easily get sucked into yeah. what it is that you're doing or not doing yeah. to help the team. So that was a good talk. Another one was uh, just getting your work in, getting your work in every day, and the importance of practice. You know, as simple as it is, and as often as we say it to these guys and 
you know, after a while you say it so much that you kind of tend to not take it seriously. But yeah. even from a coach's perspective, you know, sometimes I'll just find myself saying it again, like, well, how come I'm not getting better, coach? Well, practice more. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything other to tell you right at this yeah. moment. We just went over these particular drills for the last 20 minutes. We uh, we diagnosed some things and we, we pointed out some some strengths and some weaknesses that you have and we're working on both. Now go practice some more. Yeah. So. Time out. And there's a timeout. We'll be back. Commercial message. This episode of Three Up, Three Down is brought to you by Centra Windows. Centra Windows have been in business for 35 years with offices on the island, including right here in Nanaimo. They are the largest manufacturer, supplier, and installers in all of British Columbia. And the best part about them is that they are 100% employee-owned and committed to giving back to the Nanaimo community. This approach ensures that their trained installers take the time required to achieve the highest standards. They've made an impact in our community and continue to transform homes for many residents around Nanaimo and the surrounding area. So keep it local with Centra and support the BC employee-owned Centra Windows. For more information, you can contact them at area code 250-756-3010. All right, we're back. Uh, let's see. Where were we? What were we talking about? I got an email uh, yesterday. I was going to save this for maybe another topic for another day, rather. But I think we're going right into that direction on confidence. This was a an email sent to us by Karen from Nanaimo here. And she says, Nick, I'm not sure if the offer is still open for topic ideas for your podcast, which I am really enjoying, by the way. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on parents helping kids work through confidence issues with sports. For example, my son is nine and he has only started baseball this last year. He seems to have some natural skill at it and is overall pretty athletic, but he's just so hard on himself for being behind the other kids who have played for years. Um, She goes on to say, I try a variety of things to help him out, but would love to hear any thoughts in general on this topic. Thank you for your time, Karen. Confidence. Confidence is key. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I, I mean, we could go a couple of different ways on this. I guess I'll address her question because I th- it sounds to me like she wants to know what she can do from a parent's point of view on how to instill uh, some more confidence in her player. Of course, we always are talking about that from yeah. a coach's perspective, yeah. which isn't really what she's asking. No. You know, she's not out on the field dealing with athletes, so. I don't know. You want to start off or you want me to? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you, like, what would you say to Karen if if, uh, she was right here? Well, first thing I would say is to make sure I would deliver this message to her son. Mm -hmm. I would deliver this message to her son, which is sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. Mm. You know what I mean? I had this talk with the college guys. We had a really uh, low energy infield outfield yesterday and I called them up and I'm like, look, fellas. Sometimes you're going to be tired. We had to run at 6 a.m., a 7K run with a bunch of tug-of-war and dirt stuff, part mm-hmm. of our uh, pitchfork challenge. And I get you're going to be tired. You're not always going to have your A-plus day and feel 100%. Right. But that doesn't matter, right? You have to go out there, and they don't. your opponent doesn't care. The fans don't care. Your job is to go out there and perform the best you can. Sometimes you're going to have to fake it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to be 0 for 40 stepping into the box with bases loaded, two outs, and the game on the line. Mm-hmm. And if you're not confident, you don't have a single chance to get the job done. 
You have to go up there, even with fake confidence. Because if you act a certain way, your emotions can influence your body. So it's important to be in control of what's going on. But like I said, that's for a bit older group. For, you know, for nine-year-olds, I think it's important that you as a parent and as the player focus on, you know, what are you focused on the results or are you focused on the process? Because uh-huh. a big uh-huh. part of life in general is the journey, right? We're trying to get somewhere. We talked about this. We talked about this the other day in school. Kids, some kids celebrate graduating grade 10. Most kids don't. And the reason is because they know they have two more years to go. Some kids really celebrate graduating high school. Some kids don't because they know that there's still college and then, you know, your master's or whatever it is you're trying to pursue. Understanding that, yeah, you had this victory today or you had this loss today, but that's not going to matter in a year. What's going to matter in a year is what skill did you learn? What skill did you develop? Did you get better? And so being focused on the results, I remember a Josh Donaldson quote from a few years ago talking about MLB isn't the tryhard league. It's the get crap done league. Right. That's not what youth baseball is. There's mm-hmm. not millions of dollar contracts being handed out every winter for eight and nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Right. Your job is to learn how to get better at the game. And the reason why I like baseball is because it teaches you how to handle adversity. Mm-hmm. More so than a lot of other sports. And for me, if if I was talking to Karen, which I hope she's listening. So I'm talking to you and all the other parents who feel like they have an issue with this. Your job as a parent isn't to protect your kid from failure or adversity or from unfair coaches. Your job is to teach them how to deal with it. Yeah. Your job is to support them. And your job is to give them the skills that hopefully you have. To cope with your boss that you think is an idiot mm-hmm. or your coworker that you can't stand, but you still have to work with. Those are skills that need to be learned and they need to be developed. And, you know, baseball is a good opportunity to work on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the first things I have on my list when I started to write down some notes on this was that accepting fear is what you just said. Don't fear the fear. And I think that that comes from our parents teaching us this. It's the same thing I try to instill in my daughter, whether it's walking down the steps because there's ice on them. Don't be afraid of it just because there's ice on it. Deal with it. Know that there's a chance that you could slip here. So let's hold on to the railing. Let's maybe make sure the foot's down firmly before we put any pressure on it. Those types of things. So it's, don't fear the fear. Welcome it, accept it, and then figure out how you're going to get through it. And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing mentally when you when we talk about, especially in sports where we're put on the, on the spot. And from there... Start slow and build. We we coach from a, a growth mindset. You and I both, and and what we instill in our coaches here at NMBA is that um, we're going to take it one step at a time, and we're going to do it slowly so that you grasp what it is you're trying to do before you move on to the next thing. Um, just talking yeah. about the other day in warmups, watching kids even at 15, 16 years old blow through an exercise at the speed of light, thinking that it's doing something for them. Yeah, it just it drives me nuts when I watch a kid try to do like a karaoke move or a side shuffle or yeah. something, and they they're rolling through thirty yards as fast as they can, and yeah. they're they're not doing it right. Yeah, not doing it right. You know, not it's like better. hey, just stop and let's start over and and do it better, better and build up to it. You know, another thing is I think a lot of times kids, parents, I mean adults, we do it as well, is that we focus on our weaknesses and spend so much time thinking that that's where we need to work the hardest. Mm-hmm rather than focusing on our strengths mm-hmm. and just killing that. 
Yeah. That's something I learned not too long ago, mm-hmm. really, as an, as an adult, like in my 40s, yeah. was like, stop beating yourself up because you can't do this particular thing right yeah. all the time or, or ever. Yeah. <laughs> but you do these other things, you knowing yourself, having, having enough self-awareness to say, I'm really good at this. So I'm going to spend more time doing this and get really good at mm-hmm. it, even better at it. Uh, and that starts to offset. And what it does is it builds confidence. It puts you back in track of thinking, man, I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you do the other way and it's just, you beat yourself up. And I think so, Karen, maybe that is something that you could try uh, with your son is to get out there and find out what it is that he's doing really well and that he does feel confident in and do some more of that. And then lastly, we just talked about it a few minutes ago, Nick, was uh, practice, 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 mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. you, you can never practice too much. No. No matter what it is. And um, that builds confidence. And that right? just builds the confidence. The more confidence you, know? you are in the hard work you put in to get to this point, the easier it is to be confident that you're going to be able to handle it. I've been pounding my guitar for the last <laughs> six months, six years. And yeah. when I make a breakthrough in a transition from a chord to another note or whatever it is, yeah. it's the best feeling in the world, right? <laughs> I mean, it's the little things. You celebrate those little things, but it wouldn't happen if I didn't keep picking it up and keep practicing. Yeah. And so... Is you know again just an example of, of of what you can get out of that by by just doing it and doing it. Another thing that we talk about with some of the older guys is there was you know that Springer tape that was going out a few years ago. Steve Springer, yeah, yeah, I saw um, him at the at the conference. He had a great breakout session, by the way. One of the main things that he sort of popularized was the quality at bats. Yep, right. Not That's too many company. people were aware of that. Just. And what a quality at bat is, for those of you who don't know, is is not necessarily a hit, but an at bat that will result in success more often than not, or an at bat that helps the team win, mm-hmm. right? So if you make an out, that's fine. If it's a line drive right at the shortstop who had to make a diving catch to make the play, it's okay to strike out if the pitch is really good. You know, you didn't chase on pitches out of the zone, you battled some pitches in the zone, and he just got you. That happens. That's part of baseball. But it doesn't mean it's not a good at-bat. Whereas if you go up there 3-0 and take a swing and fly out to the catcher, that's not a good at-bat. Right? So understanding that even if you do everything right, you're not going to succeed every time. But focusing on making sure you're putting yourself in the best possible situation to succeed, having a good team approach first, and trying to do what you can to help the team succeed makes it a little bit easier to deal with the fact that you can be 0-4 for 4 and have a great day at the plate. Mm-hmm. Or be four for four and have an okay day at the plate. And understanding that difference can go a long way into, you know, the player understanding more about themselves, understanding more about the game. And then, like we talked about, being able to focus more on the process than the results. That's right. One of the other things I want to touch in in her email, and I'm not sure if I read it out loud, but she did mention, I think I did mention it, where she talks about uh, his fear of being behind or being left behind by his peers because he, didn't start playing this game until last year. And I think uh, you and I have discussed it on previous episodes. We didn't start playing this game until we were eight years old. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a little bit of a difference there because no one else did either. <laughs> so no one really had, you know, at least in my when I grew up, there yeah. was no baseball till then. So everyone was kind of starting at the same time. But the point I want to make is that it doesn't matter if you start at nine or 12 or 15. You can't worry about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you can't. And and you can't use that as an excuse of, well, they've been playing longer than me, so they're going to be better at me than this. And, yeah. you know, dot, dot, dot after that. No, go out there and, and, and learn the game to the best of your knowledge and 
go back to those things that we talked about. You're accepting the things that you are not great at right now, but you're working on them. You're going to focus on some of the things that you are. It, it is a sport, so it takes athleticism to play. Mm-hmm. So if you're a kid that is really fast, yeah. then use that to your advantage. So maybe laying down more bunts or trying to slap a ball through a hole so that you can beat it out. Uh, maybe you're a kid that's not very fast, but you got a great arm. Yeah. Again, focusing on that, showing the coach that you can pitch, showing the coach that you can make a long throw from the outfield. Mm-hmm. These are things that are going to boost the confidence. And before you know it, you're going to be on that even playing field with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So The thing I noticed, too, is a lot of times the kids that have been doing it for longer than other kids or the kids that think they're better than other kids don't pay attention as, as much. Mm-hmm. And so as a coach, you know, we'll be teaching them the next step in the process of how to field a ground ball at shortstop. And the kids that are eager to learn and want to get better and want to pick it up quicker, catch up in their mind, yeah, pick it up. And the guys who think they're already good and can get by doing it their way, they might be able to succeed this year, but then when they move on, they won't. That's right. And that's yeah. you know part of why a lot of kids who start out talented don't pursue it is because oh, it's too easy. No, it's not. You just stop paying attention. And you stop getting better. That's right. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And they they maybe have that overconfidence that, oh, mm-hmm. this drill again, I know how to do this. And then yeah. they don't put the effort in and, and they, you know, half-ass it. Yeah, and like karaoke you were talking about. There you go. That's a great example. I was going to add something to that. And, oh, I know what I was going to add to it is that I always, when I used to do a lot of lessons, was one of the first things I always ask a kid if you come into the cage, first time meeting him, he's first time meeting me. And yeah. my first question is always, have you ever had a lesson before? Yeah. Have you ever had a one-on-one with another coach? about hitting or pitching, whatever it is we're doing. And then I would just pray that they would say no so that I could start with a fresh canvas. It it was the kid that his dad took him around to every quote unquote expert in Mm -hmm. town that I dreaded having a lesson with because he's already got it figured out or he's already got a way that this guy told me to do it this way. Why are you doing? You just end up having to break him down, unlearn some things. And then start over yeah. and it's just more work, right? Yeah. I mean, you can agree you've done less. It's so much easier when you got a blank canvas yeah. and you're like, okay, great. Yeah. Here's where we're going to start. They don't have any clue what's coming at them and they can absorb it yep. and go and get after it. Yep. And it's easier to learn a new skill than to relearn a skill. Yeah. Right. If, if you've been taught one way of hitting and that works in mosquito, but that's not going to work in Bantam or Midget, then it's harder to make that change because you've been doing it for so long. Right. I'd always rather take a kid who's 15, 16, never played before, but is a freak athlete yeah. and wants to do it than a kid who's been playing since he was four and is stuck in his way and says, that's I'm right. good. We yeah. just did our testing at the competitive side, right? Yeah, that's right. And the winter did, ball. And you told me you were comparing that to some of the uh, other kids. Do you, you want to get into that or do you want to talk uh, about I don't want to sh- I don't want to spoil some of the secrets that Ooh. I have for our guys, but I will say this. Hey, this so, ain't there until Friday, buddy. That's true. That's so, true. So you'll be seeing them on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, this so. is true. We're speaking in the future here. Yeah. Well, let's just start off by saying this. We had okay. our, our first day of winter ball for Nanaimo Minor Baseball, all all divisions. Well, I shouldn't say all divisions, rookie and tadpole, mm-hmm. uh, then our mosquito group, and then we had our peewee bantam uh, midget competitive group on Sunday, just yeah. this past Sunday at Arbutus. Great turnout. I have to say I was a little nervous at our board meeting on Tuesday with the numbers that we had, mm. and it was it was awesome. Within the next four days, bang, 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 the word got around. People just kind of – I guess they just needed their last, last few days to get uh, reminded. So great yeah. turnout. We had over 130 kids show up throughout the course of the day, 
And, and yes, youth groups went well. We, we kicked off by just, you know, knocking the, the rust off a little bit and getting some, some kids in uh, back into throwing and catching. And I took a little survey with some, with each group and it was about 50, 50, some of the kids that had already started throwing versus some of the kids that haven't done anything because mm. they're playing other sports yeah. and uh, all that good stuff. So back to what you were saying, we, we went through uh, an assessment mm-hmm. and for the peewee bantam and midget levels, we went through and we tested them on where they are today. January 13th was the date. And with the idea in mind that we're going to set a bar or set some some parameters here of where they're at today so that we can say, hey, this is what you probably should be shooting for in six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever you know the end of the program is, mm-hmm. and give them some goals to go for in these five categories. We did the 60-yard uh, run or dash. We did the exit velocity off the tee, so swinging, a, swinging at the ball off the tee. We did arm strength or uh, arm velocity, and that is with a with a crow hop and a fire, not not off for pitchers. And then we did uh, home to first time, and we did the broad jump. And we're going to add one more metric in there on the next practice because I just received my uh, my grip strength machine. And people might be listening right now and be like, grip strength? What, what are you guys testing that for? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> grip strength is extremely important when you're swinging a baseball bat. All right? The stronger you are in those hands and wrists – the quicker you're going to get that thing through the zone and hence uh, the more power you're going to have and all that good stuff. So grip, grip strength is a really good metric to be to measuring on kids as they get older. So how'd it go? It went well. Yeah. I thought so. What'd you think? You, which, you were kind of floating around checking in all the deals. I did the, I did the velo with the arm. So I had a lot of kids. I wanted to make sure that they got warmed up and they weren't trying to throw their arms out of their yeah. socket the first day yeah. of practice and you know took it easy. So yeah. Uh, no, I think the stations all ran pretty smooth. I had a few of the college guys helping out. Yeah, we had a great, great turnout with them. Yeah, and I thought we did a pretty good job keeping it moving pretty well. And for the first day, a good testing day. I think it's a good way for you know some players to talk and get more comfortable with their environment. Yeah. How do we score? If you were to compare that to the averages that I had from uh, players in the in the U.S. and now this isn't your little leagues averages. These numbers were accumulated over. I don't know how many many years between travel balls, highly competitive leagues and tournaments, all the way up to USA Baseball. Yeah, so uh, top level players. Yeah, top level players. So let's say let's call it like the top ten or fifteen yeah. percent of of kids in each age bracket across the board, from nine U all the way to to Division one college and and uh, pro prospects. Yeah. And uh, again, over I don't know eight thousand players uh, is what the sample size was. So it's a pretty good sample size to see at that level. Pretty big pool. And we got some work to do here on the Island. Yeah. yeah, Coach, you and I got some work to do along with the rest of the coaches of getting these guys up to, up to par. We only had one kid at the midget level, uh, make the average across the board on all five metrics that we tested. And we had a lot of kids that were really good at the broad jump. I will say that athletes we got athletes we got athletes i I like that i would rather see that category and the grip strength's another good one which we'll find out i think those two right there will give us give us a little bit of hope to uh (laughs) you know to to get the other other metrics up to speed because those are natural you know that's just like this is where you are today this is how far you can jump 
from yeah. standing still position. This is how strong your your grip is. That other stuff we can work on. Yeah, you know, mechanics in a swing will get us to a higher exit velocity. Mechanics yeah. in throwing will get us to a higher velo. And of course, running, learning how to run properly will get us to quicker times there. So I'm fine with that. What I did like though, and this is just uh, me personally, was that it allows us as coaches to look at these guys and say, hey, you guys, you all talk about you want to go down south yeah. and play college ball at a U.S. college or you want to be a big leaguer someday. You better start thinking about it yeah. because this is what you're up against and this is where you are. And there's only going to be two ways that they react to that, yeah. right? It's either going to encourage them, motivate them, drive them to want to get better and get out there and realize this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. or I'm not as good as I thought I was or it's going to crush them yeah. and they're going to get deflated and they're going to get you know mentally weak and decide not to do it. Um, not that that's bad. If if that's your maybe yeah. you just maybe it's a gut check. Maybe it's one of those things. I mean, I talk yeah, to kids all the time, and they sure. find out. You know, hey, I really want to go to college and play baseball. When yeah. they're fourteen, they tell me this. Yeah. Then by the time they're seventeen, it's like, yeah, I just want to go to college. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Life changes, yeah. priorities change, they grow. They it's it's not the end of the world if yeah. you don't do what you say you're going to do today at fourteen or fifteen years old. Yeah, it's. I, I like the fact that we are be able to test our scores versus a bunch of people down there because it's it's tough to be motivated as a player when you're one of the best players on your team. It's tough to realize that you still have a long ways to go. Oh, yeah. right. It's easy to rest on your laurels and say, and I'm mm-hmm. the best player here and nobody's going to catch up to me for a while, so I'm just going to mess Cruise around through. and practice. Yeah. And then go to the showcase and not do very well and then just think that the, right. num- that the radar gun was off rather than embracing the fact that, wow, I didn't do what I needed to do this past year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good eye-opening experience for them and a good chance for the ones that actually want to improve to say, I need to start getting better here. Yeah. I don't. And you know, it's, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where's the, yeah, well, do we have another commercial? <laughs> Grace. That's my secretary. She's off. Do we have another commercial or something? Coffee break? Um, We'll be back. So, Nick, you wanted to uh, you wanted to loop back and talk a little bit about Karen's question again. There was a segment in there that I think we may have skipped over. Was it about him, uh, the son being compared to the other kids or what was it? Yeah, when we're talking about these numbers and how it bases out with, you know, schools down there, it reminds me of. You know, the question that we we fielded a bit earlier, which mm-hmm. was, we have a nine-year-old who thinks he's behind everybody else, and it's hard for him to be motivated to catch up to those guys. Well, here's your opportunity to see that they're far behind everybody else, too. Right. So you're not far behind the pack. You are just in this small pond, mm-hmm. not at the front of it. Mm-hmm. You have all the time in the world to cover as much ground as you need to. And right. it's going to be easier for you to get better when, like as you said, you're a bit raw. So it's easier for you to learn new skills and learn the proper way to do things the first time. And it'll be easier for you to catch up to the front of the group because as those numbers show, there there isn't that top tier guy who's there right now ready to go. Everybody has to work across right. the board. So it's about Great who works point. the hardest, not who's naturally blessed. Because as we can see, we're not that naturally blessed, mm-hmm. which is great because that means as a team, we can all work together to get better. 
And then mm-hmm. as a team, we have a chance to be the best team that there is. So it it's easy when there's not one or two superstars to have a team. When there's one or two superstars, it's hard because I remember when Kobe Bryant was with the Lakers. The Lakers would get into watching Kobe mode, right? Everybody just give the ball to Kobe. Before, <laughs> yeah. Right when you cross half court, ball goes to Kobe and just stand around yeah. and watch him do his thing. Oh, and that happens him. in baseball too, right? Yeah. Everybody's up at the plate taking pitches because they want to walk so that the best player on the team can get a hit. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of pressure on that or player. Or the pitcher's dealing a no-hitter exactly. and we're just going to sit back on yeah. our heels because no one's going to touch him. So Not let's just watch this. Not the ground ball yeah. or anything like that. But yeah. if, if everybody's sort of average, the sum can be greater right. than the individual parts added together. And, and that's that's a good thing for coaching. That's a good thing for players. Yeah. And that's a good thing for baseball and Nanaimo, I think. Well, and I think in short, to your point, is for Karen's son to have the mentality of nobody here – Mm-hmm. is getting it right 100% of the time either. Yeah. So just keep doing what you're doing. Knowing that, that nobody here is any better than you, you're putting that in your own mind. Yeah. You're the one that's that's raising them up and making them feel exactly. you know, be- bigger and better than they are. Yeah. So just get that right out of your mind and put yourself equal to them and go get your work in and just yeah. outwork them. And before you know it, you will surpass them on the talent level or on the field of play. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Hey folks, thanks for listening. I want to take just a quick minute and thank some of the people that made this possible. Three Up and Three Down is sponsored by Nanaimo Minor Baseball Association and World Baseball Experience. It is produced by Pretty Easy Podcast and mixed and mastered by Alan Tuzinski. For complete details on this podcast, including show notes, social media links, and past episodes, please visit nmba.ca and click the little resource button up there in the top right-hand corner of the menu, where you will also find our blog, some helpful training videos to go along with this. And if you would like to subscribe to 3Up3 Down so you never miss an episode, you can always find us on your favorite listening platforms to include iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Whew, we got them all covered. If you like this show, do me a solid. Go ahead and share this with all your other baseball friends. If you don't like it, well, you're probably not listening at this point. Or you are not interested in helping us mold young lives into upstanding people in our community. And for that, shame on you. You got to live with it. Until next time, love the game, live the dream, and we'll see you at the yard. Go, go, go.